Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. We started, uh, we started with our, our theme for, for the term, which is uh, grace and uh, truth. Uh, we've already started with the, with, with the theme and we had uh, different like, topics. And then we, we, we talk about uh, our inheritance, uh, our grace inheritance. We talk about great grace. And last week we were talking about all grace. Amen. And this morning, we are going to talk about the grace to do good work. Amen. Hallelujah. The grace to do good work. Look at your neighbor and say, the grace to do good work. Hallelujah. And we are just going to take our text from uh, the Second Corinthians chapter 9. And we are going to zoom in in verse 8. And it reads thus. It says, And God is able to make all grace about toward you, that always having all sufficiency in all things, you may have abundance of every good work. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us, Lord Jesus Christ, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, that as I speak this morning, Lord, you are with me, Lord. Your presence is in this place, Lord. I'll be able to speak, oh God, your word with uh, clarity, Lord Jesus Christ, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And the scripture that we just read, uh, when we read it in the Passion Translation, it says, yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you have more than enough for everything, every moment, in every way. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. And one thing we get from this text, one thing we get from this scripture is that God wants to give us grace. God wants to give us every form of grace. Not only grace, but every form of grace. Grace to prosper, grace to do good, grace to do a lot of things. God wants us to have grace, but You know one thing that I I want to tell you is that God does not want us to have this grace so that we can shine. God does not want us to have this grace so that we can look good. But he wants us to have this grace like this scripture has declared. He wants us to have this grace so that we can do good work. So one thing that you have to underline about grace is that the purpose of grace in your life is so that you can have good work. Whether be it you've got, remember we were talking, when we were talking about great grace, we were talking about grace gift. Whether you have grace gifts, those particular grace gifts, they are not there for you. That's why the scripture in the book of Peter, it says, hey, serve one another with this grace. Because it's not, it's not, it's not for you. So the purpose of all form of grace, whatever grace you can have, whatever grace you can uphold upon your life is so that you can do good works. Because the grace of God, God gives you grace without working. But he gives you the grace so that you can work. 
He gives you this grace so that you can be able to work and do something. And uh, by now, I think we, we know what does grace mean. Grace talks about the fact that God gives us what? Divine enablement, unmerited favor. So in other words, the favor that you have not worked for. Favor that you have not told for. So in other words, God gives you what we call preferential treatment. So when you are out there on the field, when you are out there working, when you are out there doing each and everything that you do for God or each and everything that you do in your workspace, God gives you preferential treatment. He says, this one, I'm just going to give him a little bit extra. I'm going to give him extra cheese. <laughs> extra. <laughs> he says, okay, okay. But always they will look for you. Why? Why would they look for you? It's because you've got this grace that comes from God. That's why, that's why, it's, that's why last week we were talking about all grace. So grace is divine enablement. Grace is unmerited favor. God, grace is everything for nothing. Grace is everything for nothing. God gives you everything. Why? Because you are you. Like, let, 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 let's make this example. Like, you know, we've got many people who, who are doing great stuff. We've got many people who are doing great things. Like, you can look at a guy like Messi. Like, this guy, there's nothing special about him, but when he gets on the field, when he holds that ball, like, I'll understand. Why? Because God decided to give him grace. It's not like that he works too much. No. You see, like, as Mfunis the other week was saying, that I don't know how to sing. Even if Ngafuna, like, even if Ngatanda, you attend my class. Ne coachi am your tailo. Aiba, 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 bazamenyito. And, 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 and I hope, I hope that in life you find your feet. Amen. I hope in life you find that one thing that when you do, like you, like you do it like no other. Yeah. It stands out because you've got this grace that comes from God. But one thing that we have to understand is that now that God has given us this grace, we have to become good stewards. We have to become good stewards of this grace. The Bible says in the book of 1 Peter 4 verse 10, the scripture I was just quoting now, it says, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good steward of the manifold grace of God. Become a good steward. A steward is a manager who looks after something. Now that God has given you this grace, like you have identified what can I do best. You've identified what, what, what you are good at or what God has graced you with. Become a good manager. Become a good manager of this grace that God has already given you. Hallelujah. Because he has given it to you. He has given it for you, like for free. The only thing that 
that you can do is to manage it. And as people, we've got a tendency when we have received something for nothing, we don't take care of that thing. It's like we see how many people who have won lottery, like about winning lottery, they even appear who I blew it because they didn't work for this thing. They like they got it for free, like just in jail. Ugu tu fagi five rand or ten rand or how many? Abanye ba spend a more money. Pecheni lotto part. It's next to nothing. You won't spend more than like fifteen thousand in order for you to pay. to pechi lot. And when you receive a lot, and then you appear, oh, I blew it. Let us not appear on I blew it for the grace that God has given us, for the grace that God has placed inside of our, inside of our hearts. Because immediately you get born again, there's this something that God places upon you. And when he places it upon you, manage it. Don't miss it because you, you don't understand it. Don't miss it because you don't know. You know, there are people who normally tell me that, you know what, Mina, I'm not gifted. You are lying. Everyone, God has placed something upon them. Everyone, God has given you something. The only thing that you have to do is you have to identify what God has already placed upon your life. What God has already deposited upon your life. But let's understand uh, this word good, what it means. Let's go to just finding a, a definition of the word good. The word good there in the scripture that we read is a Greek word, agathos. Yeah, hey, I see Greek. It means good, it means brave, it means noble, it means moral, it means Gentle. Number two, it means to be fortunate. It means to be lucky. It means to be useful. And the other word also that defines good more when you are being active is also a Greek word, kalos, and it means inherently excellent or intrinsically good, providing some special or superior benefit. Talos is good with an emphasis on which it is beautiful, handsome, excellent, surpassing, precious, commendable, admirable. That's what good means. So in other words, in order, when we talk about the fact that we are going to do good work, so in other words, we are going to do what? Useful work. We are going to do beautiful work. We are going to do surpassing work. We are going to do work that people are admiring. But one thing that we have to understand is that we can never, we can never, we can never be good without God. We can never be good without God. In order for us to become good in our lives, we need God. Because God is the source of goodness. You know, have you ever noticed that doing good 
And I normally tell students when we go and preach, I tell them that doing good is a fight. Doing good is a fight. What do I mean by that? I mean that, you know, like any other thing that we do in life is easy. But the moment you decide that I'm going to do good, and then now it gets real. You see, like, how many people are littering, Angeline? How many people are babutai? Only a few. How many people are drinking? How many people are sober? <laughs> but how many people are doing good? Only a few. It's because you cannot do good outside God. In order for you to do good, you have to be plugged in into God. You have to be connected to God. That's what actually makes you to do good. That's what actually makes you to, to, to be able to do the right things. Listen to, to listen to this scripture. Jesus speaking to another disciple who came or another man who came and said to Jesus, good master. Jesus says in Luke 18 verse 8, he says, why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. No one is good except God alone. So in other words, this man identity, Jesus is trying to show you that you can never become good. Except God is on your side. Except God is the one who is empowering you to do good. Why? It's because each and every one of us, we are born in sin. That's why the Bible says in the book of Psalms, it says, behold, I was conceived in sin. In iniquity, my mother created me. Because all of us, before we are born again, before we are saved, we've got this sin nature. And many people think that sin nature, like when we talk about sin, we are talking about what you do. No, you do because you already have a sin nature. It's like, it's like some appendages, it's produce some appendages. Nobody is like some appendages. Like now, you find yourself doing things and you get back to them. It's like Paul says in the book of Romans, that which I want to do, I don't do. That which I want, I want to do, I do not do. It's like you, you, you can wake up. You see many people when they hear starts, they're like, ah. We are, we are, we are all. Yeah. Baba yeah. <laughs> We are one of those people who have the care. Because, yeah, because the year, when the year starts, you're like, ah, see, I'm again. Turn on my bicycle, turn on your kind. Magdalunia, we are still with us. I end the land. Hi, we end the first week. Second week, we were lawyer. Now we are kitchen, we are bonus, we are going to be able to get a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little 
Yenzeke inbambe endleleni uvalele salamfuthi why doing good is a fight only god can help you to do good only god can help you to to become that person that does good things so you have to be plugged into god we have to connect to god in order for you to do good but the biggest problem is that we want to do good in the world we want to do all these things as even as christians but we are not connected to god and that's why even the bible says our righteousness are like filthy rags so in other words god is saying even if you can try to do good things but outside me they are like filthy rags so we have to plug in into the correct source which is god that is going to help us to have this goodness that is going to help us to do good works because we were created to do good unkulunkulu created us to do good god created us to do good works in the world the bible says in the book of ephesians 2 verse 10 it says for we are god's handiwork created in christ jesus to do good works which he prepared in advance for us because god he knew that these people when i'm creating them that's why even if you can see the sequence even in the in the book of genesis when god created adam the bible says he said be fruitful multiply in the world so in other words god said to to adam do good multiply the goodness that you have now but then unfortunately the fall came and then now we have to enter via salvation we have to enter via being born again via being saved we have to get into that space whereby we can go to what we were originally created to do which is good works when god created mankind he created mankind with an intention that this person is going to do awesome things in the world i want to tell you that you are created to become useful people might tell you that you are nothing but let me tell you you are something because god has created you to do good works god has created you to do beautiful work all you have to do is you have to become brave because good works require bravery especially in the world that we are living in there's so many people who are doing bad than they are doing good and it takes you to stand out and say i'm not going to do this and that's why you have to connect to god and that's why you have to be plugged in to the source which is god who's going to who's who's going to help you who's going to support you who's going to aid you in this thing of doing good because many people benzizinto that are not good out there in, in christians included and sometimes you can shrink sometimes at school when they are sharing about their weekend you can shrink and not want to tell them that you went to church that's all you did when they tell you that ah we went to uh, a conca we went to bama we went to uh, altitude beach all of these places and then when are you coming back with a report of saying ah we are so doing it seems like we are howlisa but let me tell you 
you have to take that bravery because the more you say it, you know, you know, one thing, let me tell you, one thing, one thing, if you can stand for good, there are many people who can be encouraged by you. You know, there's a, there's a scripture in the Bible that I so much love, but I forgot where, where it is, but I'm just going to narrate it so that we can understand. You see, Israel was faced with the war. And, 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 and when they were faced with the war, like all of them, all of them were, all of them were, were running away. Were running away. Because they were outnumbered. But Jonathan and his armor bearer, they say, Let's go out and pick a fight. They go and they tell these people who are, which everyone is afraid of them. They tell, they say, hey, we are going to cut you out. That's what Jonathan and the Amapara said. And one thing that you have to understand, they had to climb in order for them to get there. But they went there anyway. Jonathan says, God does not deliver with many or with few. He does not need few or more. He just works however he wants to work because he is God. So Jonathan and the armor bearer, they go out there. And immediately they get up there. The least, the armor bearer, Lomela Kerisot is the one who's starting the fight, is killing. The Philistines. It's fighting. The one who's supposed to carry, they are now fighting both of them. And the Bible says immediately when that happened, the other Israelites were encouraged and they went to war. You don't know how many people can be encouraged by you taking a stand, by you taking that, I'm, I'm going to do good. Even if the world is, is Christian. by you standing up, you are, go, you are going to be shocked how many, or how many Christians you have in your school, how many Christians you have in the business world by you standing up. But the problem is, what we do is, we shrink. That's why we said doing good is bravery. Hallelujah. Because doing good is what brings in the good, the God factor in the world. Is what brings the God factor in the world. That's why the Bible says in the book of Matthew 5, verse 16, it says, Let your light so shine before men that, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So, in other words, in other words, when you start doing good, people will start to glorify God. You know why they are saying, you know why they are saying the world is coming to an end? It's because as Christians we are hiding. It's because as the people that are supposed to be custodians of doing good, we are hiding somewhere. We are not brave enough to say, to call out things that this is not right. That's why the darkness is taking over because you want to understand the absence. The, uh, the, 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 there's no darkness. There's no darkness, but the absence of light is darkness. 
So the moment we don't stand up and say, you know what, I'm going to do useful work. I'm going to do work that is surpassing. When, 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 when others are taking shortcuts, I'm going to do the right thing. When others don't stand for good, I'm going to stand for good. Why? Because God has graced me. Remember, we are not doing this thing without being, being backed by God. But until we step out and start doing things, God will never come. The moment we shrink and we say, well, it requires bravery. Like the story I was just narrating now, it had, they had to stand up and become brave and say, we are going to fight. We are going to go against all these uh, Philistines who are overwhelming us. The same thing even with David. When Israel was faced with Goliath, he had to stand up and say, you know what, I'm going to deal with this situation once and for all. Would you stand up this afternoon and say, you know what, whatever is happening in the world, we are going to stand up as Christians because we've got the grace of God. Because the moment, the moment you stand up, the moment you confront these things, the moment you go out there and you want to do meaningful work, you want to do work that is good, God is going to back you. Because he's, he, it's, 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 it's his, uh, uh, what you call it, faculty. In the way are right. Think about that. That the moment you stand up and you say, I'm going to do something and nothing is good, you must know that God has placed grace, not only grace, but he has placed all grace upon your life. He has placed every type of grace that you can ever think about. But let's talk about God and work. Because we are talking about doing good works. One thing that we have to understand is that God is a worker. God is a worker. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So in other words, God from the beginning, he has been busy doing something. And as God has been busy doing something, that's what we also should do. As Christians, we are not supposed to be lazy because if we get to a space whereby we are lazy, why do we need grace? When you are not doing something, why do you need grace? You get back to the space of what I was talking about you become that person that is mismanaging the grace of God upon your life. And many of us are mismanaging the grace that God has placed upon us by doing nothing. There's always something to do. There's always something that you need to get involved and become part of that is going to transform the world. You see, there are all types of work. You see, Solomon talks about uh, everything under the sun is meaningless. All the work is meaningless. But let me tell you, 
Once you become a Christian, once you become born again, there is meaningful work. One of the meaningful work that we can get involved with is that preaching the gospel. You see, when you are preaching the gospel, you are not doing meaningful, uh, like meaningless work. You are doing work that is useful because you are securing somebody's eternity. You are not only saving them in this life, but you are saving them even in the life to come. That's meaningful work. That's work that um seven zwa kona uyo pelelala emhlabeni. Um seven zwa kona awuyo uyo pelela emaphakadeni bashoka njani. Because it's meaningful work and God wants us to be involved in such works. When you are involved in the works of generosity, you are giving, you are giving in the church. You are involved in meaningful work. You are involved in the work that will not only transform your life, but it will transform somebody's life. You see, uh, Mr. Doc here was talking about the fact that if you give, it shall be given back to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together. So, in other words, when you come and you are, involved, you are involved in the works of generosity, you are going to get something. And even Jesus says, you are going to get blessed. You are not going to lose anything for me. And, and, and never receive it. Not only in the life to come, but even in this life. You'll receive something. But listen, when you're giving in the church, you are involved in the work of eternity. Because somebody will sit down here and be transformed by your life. Somebody will be delivered from depression. Somebody will be de delivered from suicidal thought. Why? Because you give and there are lights and there's a chair. And somebody gets to sit. Because of your offering. You are not just giving, but you are securing somebody's eternity. And as Christians, we have to get to a space where we truly believe. We truly believe what we are involved in. We truly believe what we are busy with because it's meaningful work. So God has been working. And because he's been working, he also wants us to work. He also wants us to get to work, but not only work, work of just making yourself rich, becoming a millionaire, as much as it's good. But that's not the reason God wants to make you a millionaire. The reason God wants to make you a billionaire is so that you can do good works. Imagine if you can become a millionaire and be able to change in Pilosabant. There's a guy I've been watching on social media. His name, I think, is Brian Temba. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. He's a UFC boxer. He's from Zimbabwe. So this guy, what he did is he went to Zimbabwe without anything. He was sleeping at the gym. Alale Chimini. And he, he, he fought, and then he won. After he won his first match, he went back sleeping at the gym, but he took the money and went home and dug a pothole for water. That guy is involved in meaningful work. Until Dwayne Johnson saw him, that this guy is fighting, but he's still sleeping in the gym. He's winning, and... Then Joseph went to him and gave him a house. 
put a rock, gave him a house. Even now, that guy is still doing the same thing. He's going all around the villages in Zimbabwe, doing meaningful work. Somebody will get to drink water because of him. You see, the money, the money that you have is not only for you. Because God is looking at your attitude while you have the little that you have. What are you doing about it? That's why, that's why the Bible says God, God, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. In other words, the person who's thinking that what I have received is not for me, but it's for others, that person, that guy, God gives more. God gives more. God gives more. Why? Because you are thinking about others. While you have what you have, we are not self-absorbed. So as the church, we are called not to become self-absorbed, but we are called to be doing something. You know, going out there, preaching, the hustles that we go through when we preach, Remember the other time we were preaching there? Then there is Pontelale. This is Ale. We almost, almost as a papa netend. Speezy. Speezy, Sashumael. Speezy. I remember I said, N12, we went there and one, when Pastor T started to preach, Mvula came. Ipika. Zawa pants, Zapuka, Zatamechega. Money was lost. Mara, was it for us? No, it is meaningful work. Meaningful work is not for you. Meaningful work is for others. And once you start to get involved in such work, God says, this is my person. This is a person I want to become a part of. But many of us, we are in a space whereby we are always thinking about ourselves. We are always thinking, what will I eat? God does not want us to live that life. That's a low life. But God wants us to elevate, to live a life of thinking about others. And once you live a life of thinking about others, already your life gets to be elevated by who? By God. A practical example by that guy, Yasezim. I don't even know whether he's born again or not. But he's involved in good work. He's not thinking about himself, but somebody came and bought him a house for free. Just want to close we at the moment, but before I close, I just have a few questions that I want to ask you. But let's read our Bibles. In the book of Acts 9, and we are going to start from verse 36. It says, at Joppa, there was a certain disciple named Tabitha, which is translated Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. But it happened in those days that she became sick and died. And when they have watched her, they laid her in the upper room. And since Lydia was near Joppa, the disciple had heard that Peter was there. They sent two men to him, imploring him not to delay in coming to them. 
Verse 39. Then Peter arose. Then Peter arose and went with them. And when he had come, they brought him to the upper room. And all the widows stood by, by him weeping, showing the tunics, the garments which Dorcas had made while she was with them. But Peter put them all out and knelt down and prayed. Turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. And then he gave her, and, and then he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, he presented her alive. Here's a lady who was involved in good works. He was doing charitable deeds around the area, around Joppa. And when he died, the disciples, the people cried out. They say, Marailo. No, Marailo. She rose. Why? Because of the works she was involved in. So I want to pose this question as I'm closing now to you. And think about this question calmly. Will they miss you if you were gone? Will they miss you if you are gone? Let's say for whatever reason you die. Sorry to use that word. But all of us, we know, we die. But when you die, will they miss you? If this church can close down this year, will they miss us? If your business can close down, will they miss you? If you can resign at work, Will they miss you? That's the question I want to pose to you. Because that question determines the caliber of a person that you are. That if you die, people are standing next to you, they are crying. Take note. Take note. The Bible does not say her family members were crying. It says the widows. Some people, the best thing that can happen to them when they die is that their family members will cry for them. But other people, when they die in a society, the entire community mourns. Why? Because this person was useful. Are you useful? Like Whatever that you are doing, are you useful? Are you doing meaningful work? It's an every day when you wake up in your company, are you adding value? Because one thing that you have to understand is that God has placed grace upon you. God has placed grace upon you. And if you don't want to mismanage that grace, you have to do something about it. There's always opportunity to do good work. There's always opportunity, even if you can step at the door, manje, kunentonga to do good. You can just walk out and give somebody water and give people water. <laughs> they will appreciate. They've been sitting down here. I'm just making an example. Because 
There's always an opportunity to do good. So this lady at Joppa, Dorcas, as she died, the widows, they said her, they were mourning, saying this one can die, can't die because her existence was meaningful. The second question I want to ask, the work that you are involved in, will it outlive you? The work that you are involved in, will it outlive you? Because the Bible says that this lady, those, these widows, they were standing next to her, carrying the tunics that she used to make for them. We people have something that you have done for them or your existence was just uh, gone. But are you involved in something that people can point out and say, you have done this. You have done that. More now, more than 2,000 years, we are still celebrating what Jesus has done for us at the cross. More than 2,000 years, we are still celebrating what Jesus performed at the cross of Calvary. We still have a day where we celebrate what he has done for us, dying for us at the cross. Why? Because it was meaningful work. In South Africa, more July 18, we're still celebrating Mandela because he has done meaningful work. And I believe that everyone has an ability to do something meaningful around this area. You have an ability to do something meaningful. You have an, an ability to do work, good work. You have an ability to be involved in something that will change and transform the world. The last question I want to leave with you is, what is the state of affairs after your intervention? What is the state of affairs? Isn't it just after when we involve Gizu? Are they better? Are they much more good? Are they surpassing? Are they beautiful? Because God has placed all grace upon us. And the reason he has placed this grace is so that we can do meaningful work. So that we can be involved in things that are transforming and changing the world. That's what God wants us to do. Because he said, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill. You are the light of the world. Not your neighbor, not, not, not the pastor, but you are the light of the world. That means each and every one of us, we've got an ability, we've got a DNA to do something that matters. Why? Because we've got the grace. We've got the grace of God upon us. We've got the grace of God upon our lives. Can we please be on our feet as you pray for yourself?
pray for yourself. That you can find your script. That you can find that which was supposed to be done by you. Because God has given us all grace. Not some of the grace, but all grace. That means there are tools for us. There are tools for us to do wonderful things in the world, just like talkers. I want to be I want to be involved in meaningful work. Why don't you pray for yourself for a moment that you can be involved in meaningful work? Yes, Lord Jesus. Hi there. This is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you.